So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast, What's Up, Neighbor? I'm your co-host, Chris Wright. And I'm uh, Connor Kratzky. Uh, and we are, we are the presenters of the New Neighborhood podcast meant to connect neighbors to each other to spread some of that information out you know yeah so um on on today's episode we wanted to get into talk about some sustainability issues as well as home energy audits which is something that i talked to uh stian caval um a a little a little bit ago to talk about that and he's he's working with uh the with the office of sustainable initiatives and um they're working with you know seeing you know auditing different homes for first virtually and then you could possibly qualify for a home audit uh, with the visit and and that'll you know that'll see uh you know where is your is your home you know lacking in various areas you know like uh, a water heater or you know uh energy efficiency uh your your windows your all that different stuff um so yeah connor do you have anything to say about this yeah, it, it's definitely something that we've kind of tried to weave into our work um, with off-campus student life kind of all the time. It, it's something that we do just primarily with being in the lounge and back when we had events in person, it was always, you know, how are we going to, you know, just part of our planning was, yep, we're going to have food or we're going to have people, but then also how are we going to do this in a sustainable way? Are we going to be able to compost the trash we use? Are we going to be using plates and um forks and that's kind of a small scale thing but then bigger scale what it goes into is how can we you know show the the usefulness the importance to people out in the neighborhood um specifically our students um and and anyone in the neighborhood so the housing audits and all things they connect to people you know with the the older houses that a lot of us live in whether you're in an apartment a lot like my my unit we have five units within an older house so it's, it's super important stuff to help out um, in older places. Yeah, so that's really important to get the information out to neighborhood students, you know, make sure they think, that they know about, um, you know, ways to maximize energy efficiency within their homes, um, you know, and, you know, also another important thing is make sure that your, make sure that your uh, landlord is on board with this, you know, you got, whenever you do anything uh, within your house like this, you, you got to, you gotta stay on top of that. Um, another thing that's important to know is compost bins, which is something that the offices of sustainable initiatives is working on. And you know, you can you can actually you can request one uh, n- now through their through their website, and they'll bring one to whether you're in a neighborhood house or if you're in the dorms, um, they'll they'll bring one to you, and you can you know you can just bring it up, bring it uh, over to them when it's filled up which is something I've been doing as well. Great thing to do. So now I think it's time to get into the interview with Stian Caval. So enjoy. Today I am joined by Stian Caval and uh, on the show as our very first guest. And, you know, Stian, uh, do you want to just uh, tell us a little bit about, a little bit about uh, what, what you do here at the University of St. Thomas? Yeah, um, I'm a senior here at the University of St. Thomas. Um, I'm a biology major, um, and then I have a minor in sustainability and global health. Um, This semester, I've been working with the Office of 
uh, sustainable initiatives as a um, student sustainability leader. And we're working on a bunch of different um, initiatives this semester. Um, I work on two. Um, one of them is compost out, outreach and education, and then um, energy conservation on and off campus. What are just some simple ways that, you know, regular neighborhood students can do, uh, uh, you know, to save money uh, in energy uh, or, or also just to save the environment as well, you know, just, you know, quick little hacks or that could be important to know. Yeah, sure. Um, we kind of came up with some uh, energy saving tips for renters um, for both winter and uh, summer season. So I can just go through the both of those really quick. Sure. Uh, for winter, um, what we have is, so what you can do is you can open your curtains um, on your south facing windows during the day. Um, this will allow sunlight to naturally heat your home um, and then close them at night um, to reduce the chill. And then you, um, uh, you know, you're chilling, you're chilling the room by closing the windows or by closing the curtains, sorry. Um, another thing you can do is you can save money and stay warm by cooking at home. Um, so this is, you know, letting the oven or the stovetop providing heat for your home. So if you know you're gonna be using the oven that night, um, turn down your thermostat because your oven is gonna heat up your home. Um, as well as your uh, stovetop. And also just, you know, um, yeah. Um, another thing um, is install, you know, tight fitting drapes. Um, so insulating drapes on your shades or your windows um, that'll keep in the maximum amount of heat. Um, obviously, um, another thing is um, turning off lights when you leave the room and unplugging devices when they're not in use. Um, that's a huge thing. So, I mean, if you're not using the toaster, why have it plugged in? Uh, make sure that you're unplugging um, it, air drying your clothes. Um, a lot of clothes don't need to be um, dried in the dryer. In fact, in some cases, it's even bad for those clothes. So air dry your clothes when you can. Um, and then switching to LED light bulbs. Um, it guarantees efficiency in your home. Um, and then obviously keep your windows closed. I know a lot of people like to open their windows in the winter um, or especially now that the weather's getting nice, but you know, if you're gonna do that, be smart about it because if your heat's at you know, 68 degrees and you have your window open all night, you're gonna waste a lot of energy. Um, some summer tips that we have is um, turning off ceiling fans when you leave the room. Um, you have to remember that um, fans cool people, not rooms. Um, so um, cook outdoors on a grill when possible. Um, that's going to save a ton of energy in your home um, just because you're not using the stove. Um, you're not using the, um, the oven. Make sure that you're sealing cracks and openings from preventing that warm summer air to coming um, um, from leaking into your home. So obviously during the summer, it gets pretty hot here. We want to have our AC on, but we also want to make sure that there's not, um, you know, warm air getting in. That's going to um, warm our home up and just have to make our AC units work even harder. 
And then one last thing is avoid setting your thermostat um, at a colder setting than normal when you first turn on your air conditioner. Um, it will not cool your home any faster and could result in ex excessive cooling and un unnecessary expenses. Um, actually, one other cool thing is cleaning your AC filters monthly um, also improves, um, improves the efficiency of your um, air conditioning units. So those are just some examples of things that you can do. If you go on the internet and you look up energy saving tips, there's a ton of different things you can do. And that's really cool because you're saving, you're saving yourself money and you're saving uh, the environment. Yeah, I wouldn't have even thought of the, the cooking outdoors and the grill one to, uh, to save energy, you know, but, you know, it makes sense. Uh, or, or also, uh, you know, use, using the sun, you know, closing the shades at night and keeping them open during the day. Yeah. Those are all really good. Um, yeah. You know, you mentioned that another, another thing that you're doing for sustainability with the, with the university is uh, composting. So um, what are, you know, what are, what's some important things that you think, you know, people should know, you know, like what kind of things shouldn't be composted or should be. Uh... Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the, our goal of this semester is really to educate people on the composting options that are available on campus. Um, a lot of people, you know, even before I joined this, um, a lot of people didn't know that uh, freshmen can request, or I guess people living in dorms, um, <laughs> can request compost bins uh, for their rooms. So you, if you live in a dorm, you can, you can request a compost bin and that will be in your dorm until the end of the semester when you'll uh, be asked to return it. Um, but anything that you have in your room that is organic um, can be thrown in there and then disposed of in the um, larger compost bins. Um, things that can be compost is anything that's organic. I mean, anything that came from something that lived at one point. Um, so bananas, apples, um, paper, as long as it doesn't have um, any sort of, sort of like plastic coating on it, um, paper bags, um, egg cartons, not sure if I mentioned that, but that's a cool one. Um, Yeah, and there is there's information on the um, Office of Sustainability Initiatives website um, as far as what you can and what you can't compost. But I think a general rule of thumb is definitely, you know, you don't want to throw away something that's made out of plastic because um, that's a chemical, that's bad. Um, but things that were have been alive at one point. So paper related products came from a tree, um, fruits, vegetables, anything like that. So if you have a big pile of leftover food that has mold on it, you can compost that. Um, but really what we've been working on this semester is trying to get students engaged on campus. Um, there's tons of um, compost bins um, around campus um, and then again if you live in a dorm you have accessibility to compost bins if that's something you want to do um, I think it's pretty cool 
it's a really fun thing you can do. Um, and that's an excuse to go on a nice little walk to take out your compost. Yeah, go get your compost bins, people. Yeah, would you like me to talk about my experience so far with the virtual visit and how that goes? Uh, sure, sure you can. Uh, you know, you know, what's the process? Um, what kind of things uh, do you look for in a virtual visit? Yeah, sure. So um, basically what happens is once you sign up, um, they will connect you with uh, Energy Advisor um, and you get a, a, a virtual link that you'll eventually join, but what they ask you to do and um, from what I, uh, my personal experience and from what my advisor was saying um, is, so they send a uh, questionnaire, like a survey before. And if you really take your time to fill out that survey and complete those questions, it really makes the, the virtual visit worthwhile. So that might mean, you know, like taking a couple days to um, really kind of, go through the questions that they're asking and make sure you're getting um, good pictures um, of the inside of your home. So they'll ask you things um, in the survey, like, you know, do like what percent of the light bulbs in your home are uh, LED light bulbs? Um, what kind of insulation do you have? They'll ask you to um, take pictures of your boiler um, as well as your water heater. Um, specifically take pictures of like the, the label on them so that they can um, figure out how uh, outdated your home is or how, I guess, inefficient your home may be. Um, so really taking your time with that survey um, is a huge piece. Um, and then once you get into the virtual visit, um, based off of what, so the, before the meeting, the advisor would go through um, the questions that you answered um, in your virtual visit. Again, just telling them as much information as you possibly can before they come to your home. So they'll go through that for your meeting. And then once you go to the virtual meeting, um, they will go through the survey and um, basically tell you where you need upgrades. Um, for me, they said that uh, the boiler in my home was quite old and not very efficient. Um, and then also the water heater was suggested to be relatively fit, um, inefficient. Um, it was installed around 2000, so it's about you know 20 years old. Um, and then another thing he suggested is the insulation here might be um, outdated. Uh, so he told me to uh, speak to my landlord to um, uh, try to see if that's something that we'd be willing to take a look at. Um, and then while I was sitting here, I was just pulling up um, one thing. Basically, after your um, virtual meeting, which you'll again go through all the things that um, were found in the survey, um, he will give you suggestions, um, tell you, you know, what the next steps will be. For me, he suggested that I get an uh, in-home visit. Um, 
And then after I was just trying to pull up, you will get um, an email uh, from uh, the Home Energy Squad, um, which will contain uh, what is called um, an energy fitness plan report. Um, so basically they give you um, uh, an estimated energy fitness score based on you know, the information you was able to gather in the survey and then maybe any more information that you provided um, during the virtual visit. Um, and then in that, again, they'll contain your um, energy fitness score. And then just a couple, um, um, I guess, diff uh, different do-it-yourself improvements that you can make. Um, and then what they will also send you is um, just some next steps after the visit. Um, so that, you know, includes scheduling something or thinking about and maybe scheduling something with the home energy squad visit. Um, and then again, doing some of those uh, do-it-yourself things. So that could be, um, you know, if you're really motivated, you go make sure that you have um, all LED light bulbs, or you make sure that there's no leaks on your uh, um, windows or your doors. So you're installing the light, uh, the right weather stripping, um, just to make sure that your home is uh, as efficient as it can possibly be. So uh, is there anything else that you wanted to, to share with people that you think would be, you know, beneficial uh, for them to know? Um, I'd say just, you know, just think a little bit before you, before you act, you know, think locally, act globally. You know, these are the things like turning off your lights and stuff. And, you know, it's hard being a college student and trying to think of all that stuff at once. But, you know, these are, it's, if you start turning off your lights now, if you start, um, you know, driving less or, driving less or composting your food or just like, you know, anything that you can do to conserve, be sustainable now. Um, it's going to follow you into adulthood and it's going to be, and it's really going to help you later. You know, with like we're in the process now of developing habits that we're going to have our whole life. So um, I think if we really want to do, this planet of justice, it's, it's important to start developing these habits now and really just thinking things through in a sustainable way. Okay, that was perfect. So where can people learn more from the Office of Sustainability uh, if, they, if they want? Um, they can go to the Office of Sustainability's website on uh, St. Thomas, St. Thomas's website. Sorry, the Office of Sustainable Initiatives website. Okay. So uh, thank you, Stian. That was fantastic. Um, I, really enjoy, I really enjoyed that. Um, I think this, was, this will be very informative for people. Um, be a good neighbor, everybody. Uh, thank you. I'm Chris Wright. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at UST Neighborhood, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So what's up, neighbor? Peace.